Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 246. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived, and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business, the kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon, there's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we wanna do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're gonna be offering you at least two special guest episodes episodes each and every week. We hope you enjoy the extra value, the added inspiration, and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here today with Lynn Elioff. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So we have a really exciting topic today and something that we've never covered on the show before. So listen up, guys. These small business owners and entrepreneurs that we have that are fighting for your dreams, it's going to be super important that you consume every word that Lynn shares today because she's going to be talking about how to cover your assets and how to protect yourself as you build and grow your business to make sure that legally you are protected and that everything you're working so hard to achieve that you get to enjoy. So I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about Lynn and then we're gonna go ahead and dive right in. Lynn Ilioff is an internet business lawyer whose mission is to show business owners how to cover our assets online without having to spend a lot of money on legal fees. As the founder of CoverYourAssetsOnline.com, Lynn created a do-it-yourself legal toolkit so that entrepreneurs could protect not only their business assets, but their homes, cars, and investments. Lynn says, one of the worst things we tell ourselves is it'll never happen to me. It's not true. The smaller the business, the bigger the risk. And let's face it, no one ever wants to hear the words you've been served. Isn't that the truth? Um, so Lynn, first of all, what made you realize that this was an area that you really wanted to dedicate you know, your business to and your focus on? Well, that's a great question, Kelly. You know, when I went into business for myself and I was doing uh, coaching and the law and I, I went into business online, not really realizing how, um, how confusing it was to really figure out what internet law was. I realized there had to be some legalities to it, but there really isn't such a thing as internet law. They don't teach that in law school. It's a compilation of various laws um, that exist across the country and in various states. Uh, intellectual property, which is um, the law that protects your content, for example, and um, all the creations of your mind. So uh, as a lawyer, I had a hard enough time deciphering what would pertain to an online business and so I thought, oh my goodness, there there is such a big gaping hole here. So I really took an interest and I was and a deep dive into really com compiling all that information. And I thought, oh my goodness, if it's hard for me to find out all this information and make sense of it because there is so much uh, misinformation on the internet, I thought this is something that I could put together. And um, realizing too that lawyers charge so much for their services, I created a do-it-yourself legal toolkit so that people could get informed and put some of the very basics in place to cover their assets online. 
Yeah, that's great. So, no, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. It's very confusing, and I think most people have no idea what they need to do to protect themselves or even how they're at risk, and that's kind of where I want to start today, Lynn. You know, so how are online entrepreneurs at risk today, and, and what could they be at risk of losing, or what, what could happen if they aren't protected, I guess I would say? Well, you know, the last thing I want to do is scare people, but then again, I want to scare people because this is not something to put your head in the sand and ignore and hope it never happens to you. That is the worst approach. As responsible business owners, we owe it to ourselves and our businesses and our families to really know what we're getting into, where we're exposed to liability, and then knowing that, how we can then protect ourselves from liability, being sued, all of those things that would just make a mess of our lives, let alone our businesses. So the first way that we're exposed is when we put up a website and we don't post the proper disclaimers or terms and conditions and privacy policy on our website. So that right there is opening you up to, um, to a lawsuit or, or someone coming after you and saying, because of you, I've been injured, it's your fault, I'm going to sue you. Um, so there are three basic documents that I would say you have to have on your website. You need a privacy policy, you need a disclaimer, and you need a terms and conditions. The privacy policy is required by law so that you are letting people know how you are going to collect their information, what you're going to do with it, how they can opt out. So that is to protect the consumer. The other two documents protect you. The disclaimer is exactly that. It disclaims liability. It tells people that you can visit my website and look at all my content, but I won't be responsible for the way you use the content on my site. And the terms and conditions is really setting out the rules for how people can uh, use your content. It's for information. They can't just take it and use it on their websites without asking for permission. All of that sort of thing is the very basic framework for how you want to protect yourself and set up a legal framework that will do that. Perfect. Okay. So that's that's where we start. We start with those three items on the website. And then what else? Like where does it go from there beyond the website when you're doing email marketing, when you're creating landing pages, when you're doing any sort of business online? Where are the other areas that you're exposed or liable that you need to protect yourself? So there are two things I'd love to talk to you about. One is how do you protect your property, your intellectual property. And the other is how do you make sure you don't infringe on someone else's copyright or trademark? All too often I see people choose a business name because they think it's a really cool name and then realize too late that it's already in use and trademarked and registered trademarked by someone else. And when that happens, you could be sued for any money or profit that you made while using that name. So I always tell people before one of the first things I think you should do is register your business, especially if you're first starting out in your name. 
because you own your name. So you can't really get in trouble with that. And if you can get your website uh, URL in your name, then go for it. That that you want to secure before someone else does it and then you no longer can have that. And then registering your business in your name, if you're a sole proprietor, you must use your name. But if you're going to use another name, make sure you check with the state in which you are registering your business that no one else has used that name or is using that name so that you don't later find yourself in legal hot water because you didn't do your homework. Same thing when you're naming your products and services. One fellow um, that I know, an acupuncturist, he went online with an amazing product that he developed and had a great name for it and took like three months to develop it and get everything together with a website and packaging and all of that. He went live and within, I think it was a week or two, received a cease and desist letter because there was already a product by that name being used by someone else and in use for quite a while. And he had spent $22,000 just to set this up to push the start button, then had to take the whole thing down because he was just not legally allowed to use that name. So that was a mess. And another way people get in hot water is by using images without having permission. That's a big one. People think that if it's on Google, then I can just use it on my website. And that is absolutely not true. You cannot use images without permission, without a license to do so. So be careful there. Gotcha. Okay, great. No, this is this is very helpful. So let's transition a little bit and talk about protecting your personal assets while doing business. So what are the legal documents that we as entrepreneurs and business owners need to have in place to protect our personal assets so that anything that does happen with the business cannot, you know, infringe on our family, our, our homes, our cars, our boats, you know, everything else. Well, the first thing, and a lot of people, when they first go into business, uh, set themselves up as sole proprietors. And that means that you are using your name uh, to uh, as the name of your business. The thing about a sole proprietorship is you are the business. The business is you. There is no separation between business and personal. That means that you are fully exposed if someone should sue you for any reason all of your personal assets are exposed one thing you can do as a sole proprietor is make sure that you have insurance you want to have general liability insurance if especially if you are using your home to do business and you see clients or customers at your home you need a different kind of insurance and that will depend on uh, who is insuring you. And so you want to talk to your insurance agent about that. Don't assume that just because you have homeowner's insurance, that's going to protect your business. Eventually, you want to consider either establishing um, an LLC, a limited liability company, or an S corporation. Those two things will put a sort of virtual wall between your personal assets and your business assets but only so long as you actually act in a way that shows that you treat your business separately from your personal life. Too often people will commingle their funds and that is uh, a no-no. Don't mess with the IRS. They will come after you as if it were a sole proprietorship and you will lose 
any protection that an LLC or an S corp can give you. Um, but aside from protecting your assets, uh, an LLC or an S corp also gives you certain tax benefits that you wouldn't have uh, necessarily as a sole proprietor. So this is something that you would want to discuss with an accountant to really understand how this all applies to your particular business and how you may be exposed. Does that make sense? All makes sense. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. And and so we talked about making sure you have the right insurance. We talked about making sure that you select the right entity for the business that you're in, making sure that the names that you select are not already trademarked and in use and owned by someone else, copyrighted by someone else. Um, what else are we missing here, Lynn? Well, I mean, there is so much, Kelly, we could cover, but um, another thing that you want to be careful is that you have things in writing. You, Whenever you are doing business with someone or for someone, you want to make sure you get it in writing. So the very first one that you absolutely should get in writing is if you're going to do, um, <clears throat> excuse me, work in a partnership with someone, especially if you're going to be in the business as a partnership. That is one of the times where I would say you need to hire a lawyer to create a partnership agreement that protects you and spells out all of the things that uh, you're responsible for. Because without a partnership agreement that states that you are not responsible should your partner spend money um, and or act irresponsibly on behalf of the business, if that's not in writing, then you will be on the hook. So that kind of contract is very important. You also want to have contracts for your clients. You want to have client services agreement that spells out what you're going to be paid, when you'll be paid, what the cancellation or return policies are, so that there's no guesswork. Too many of my clients, most of them coaches, get into hot water because they didn't have this up front. And the reason they didn't have it up front is because they didn't want it to be so formal. They didn't want to have a contract. They thought that might scare people off. But we're big grown-up women here, and we've got businesses to run, and we have our our own assets to protect. And so I think that gives a message to your clients that you take this seriously and that you also want to protect them because there are promises in the contract to them. Like, right. you will be there, you will show up for so many sessions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And I know that obviously we have obligations as business owners to keep private the information of our clients and customers as well. Can you walk us through that aspect of things? Because I think that's also important for our listeners to understand. Well, as I mentioned, um, you are required by law to protect the privacy of uh, your customers or visitors to your website. So anyone who gives you any kind of personal information uh, needs to know uh, what you're going to do with that information. So that would be in your privacy policy. And then, of course, in any contract that you have for, with your clients, you would spell out there that the information that they share with you is all confidential. There are exceptions to that, and being a coach um, is not the same as being a doctor. There is no coach-client relationship that is um, protected by law, so you need to let them know that um, as well. 
Okay. Okay. Great. No, this is this is perfect. So, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see happening out there that um, you come across your place most often? Because I know you work with a lot of coaches, and we have a lot of service-based business owners that tune into the show. So, I, I think a lot of the things that you're seeing with your clientele will also be very relevant for our listeners here as well. So, one of the things that um, for coaches uh, and for service-based business, so if it's like a web developer or web designer who is doing work for coaches, both sides need to understand the obligations of of the other. So that, uh, first of all, if you have someone doing your website and all of a sudden there are pictures on the website, you need to know that those pictures have the permission of the copyright holder to be on your website. A woman uh, who, and, and, and in this case, this is a doctor who set up her website. She wanted to take her business online. She had a beautiful website designed and then received a letter in the mail demanding, I think it was $16,000 for the unauthorized use of images on her website. Well, she had assumed wrongly that because her web designer or developer put everything on her website, that everything was cool. Everything was right. legal on the up and up and it wasn't. So you, and, and it came down on her. It didn't come down on the web designer. So you want to have something in writing that says that no images will be placed on your site without first having obtained permission to do so. And then you want to check it. You want to see those images and then you want proof that there is permission for you to use them on your website. Also, when you have somebody designing or writing copy for you or anything like that, you need to have it in writing that whatever the, they create is actually your intellectual property. It is yours to own. Otherwise, it defaults to whoever creates the, let's say it's a logo or some sort of a design or writes the copy, they could be claiming that it is theirs. So if they've given you a contract, make sure you read that to determine who owns the final product that is created on your behalf. Don't assume that it's you. Yep. Okay, great. No, these are these are great tips and, and really, really important things for people to be thinking about. Are there any other common pitfalls or mistakes that you see people making out there that you want to make sure that we cover here today, Lynn? I think one of the, um, and sticking to the basics, and there are so many things, Kelly, yes. but you know, some of the things you want to have these basics in line, you want those legal documents in place on your website, you want a contract, and you want contracts to, um, you want signed contracts when you're working with um, independent contractors, that sort of thing. You also want to consider registering your copyright, and that's easy to do. So if you have um, a book or a product or a service, or you want to copyright the content that you've created, um, you can do that and you can register it with the Federal Copyright Office, and that's fairly easy to do. Protecting your brand, name, logo, tagline, product names, that sort of thing, that comes under trademark law, and that I would suggest you not do yourself. You can do a lot of the legwork up front, and that is something that I do show people how to do. You can get so much of this work done yourself so that when and if you eventually do go to a lawyer, you've already done so much of the work. That, that will save you so much money in legal fees. Lawyers charge upwards of 
three, four, six, a thousand dollars an hour. So if you can get a lot of the work done so that you have a draft of, say, a contract or a partnership agreement um, or your trademark application, then you can take it to them and that will reduce the amount of time they will need to spend on that for you. Yeah, perfect. Uh, no, these are these are excellent tips. So, Lynn, talk to us a little bit. I know you have the do-it-yourself toolkit, and then I know you actually have some done-for-you services as well. Can you kind of give us a quick rundown of what that looks like and who might be a fit for those options that you have available? So I really think that anybody who is doing business online can benefit from my DIY legal toolkit. Everything that we've talked about and more is in there, including stuff like having a waiver. Say you're holding a workshop, you need people to sign a waiver that says if they're injured in that location, this is, I'm talking about a live workshop, they're not going to come after you. You also want to have a products and services uh, agreement so that people who buy your product, you indicate that by clicking or by signing here, they are uh, they are not going to hold you responsible for how they use that product. So there are so many things and there's so much information in my toolkit that people can just have. And it is, it is very empowering to know that you've got yourself covered. And so it's it's like a resource in that regard. But I also do offer done for you services like creating these documents um, for your website and writing up a client services agreement. Um, and I also do include having the toolkit with that if you buy all of the services. I really do not want to be uh, the kind of lawyer that sits in uh, a, a, one, a beautiful corner office and charges all these, you know, hundreds of dollars in billable hours, just the thought of counting the billable hours makes me cringe. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I want to, I want to be a different kind of lawyer. I want to uh, reinvent the way uh, we do business online and how we protect ourselves and take responsibility for our own, uh, all the aspects of our lives, especially our businesses where we're so exposed. I love that. And I know there's people listening, Lynn, that are going to want to find out more about what you do and how you can help them. What is the best place that they can check out everything that you offer? So I have a blog on coveryourassetsonline.com. Don't forget the online part. So that's where you'll find a lot of free information about some of the things that we've talked about. And then I have the DIYlegaltoolkit.com. And you can read all about the toolkit there and find out what is involved and what information um, is included in that package. And there's a lot. The cool thing about that is I'm always updating it and adding new things so that once you're in, you get all the updates, even if the price goes up. Um, and on the Cover Your Assets online website, I do include all the done-for-you services that I offer. So I strongly encourage people to not put their heads in the sand. I know this isn't the sexy part of running your online business, but it is necessary, and we need to take 
responsibility so that we don't one day end up, you know, with a letter in our hands that says you've been served. Yes, absolutely. So important and why I wanted to make sure that we got this episode out to my audience, Lynn, because I know they're all working really, really hard, fighting for their dreams, putting in the time every day. And the last thing that we want to see happen is see one of our subscribers be caught off guard uh, because they weren't protected and didn't have the right things in place for their business. So I hope for everyone listening, this was hugely educational today. I hope you have some key things to take action on, maybe some things to check back on. And uh, now you have a great resource that you can get in touch with when you are ready to take a look at what you need to do to get started or maybe take it a step further as far as covering your assets online. So Lynn, thank you so much for all the value that you shared today. Great, great information. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me on your show. You got it. Thanks, Lynn. So for everybody listening, that's a wrap for today. And if you can think of three other business owners that could absolutely benefit from the information that we shared here today, do me a huge favor and go ahead and share this episode out with them. And not only that, but make sure that you text in the word IGNITE to 44222 if you're not already a part of our private email community where you're going to get those two-minute tips that are going to change your life every single week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, Action and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.